welcome to episode 132 of the Daniel Yoris podcast with today's guest, Jordan Vega. Let's go. Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. Joined here today by Jordan Vega. Jordan, thanks for being here, man. I'm really excited to chat with you. <laughs> Thank you for having me. I'm super excited to be on and uh, yeah, it should be a very interesting conversation. So I'm excited to, to dive right in. Well, you're a very interesting person. So that that's for sure. I mean, most people, we were just talking about this right before we hit record, like most people never set out to set a world record in anything. And and obviously we can't all hold a world record in, in something. And most people don't know anyone, but here you are already holding two world records and pursuing another, um, which is quite uh, amazing. But go ahead and just like, let us know what, what it is that you're doing. And obviously that'll provide a lot of context for the rest of the conversation. Yeah. So uh, for those of you who don't know me, my name is Jordan Vega. And uh, at the beginning of 2023, I actually set a goal for myself to try to attempt three long-term pull-up records. So I know I did all my research um, about like pull-ups and the records that are currently set. And I realized that there are no pull-up records past 24 hours. So I wanted to try to become the first person to set a world record for most pull-ups completed in a month, six month, and a year time frame. And um, yeah, every day since January 1st, I've actually been doing over a thousand pull-ups a day with no, <laughs> with no rest days at all. And uh, I'm still going. And today is day two, 240. So 240 days consecutive of a thousand pull-ups a day. <laughs> that is preposterous. A thousand pull-ups a day is unbelievable. Um, why? Yeah. So I guess <laughs> before, yeah. The reason why, uh, the main reason why I'm doing it is because last year I actually just really struggled with my mental health and my, my mental well-being. And I was just really in a bad place, like depression-wise. And I realized that the only thing, I went through like therapy, I, I went through like, uh, and that really helped. I do recommend therapy. But the, the thing that I noticed that kind of just helped me on a daily basis was just getting up off the couch and going for a walk going for a light run and just getting myself active. And mm. I just kept doing that every single day. And I'm like, man, just like getting a sweat, just it it's huge for my mental health. And I realized that a lot of people just started seeing uh, progress and uh, they started wanting to work out. So it started motivating other people. And I'm like, wow, I like, I have a, I have my daily actions and what I do every day, it has an impact. It has a direct impact on other people and the people that like I really love. So I wanted to take a project on that no one has ever done before, but that always, that also shows consistency, hard work and dedication towards a goal. And if you consistently try to work towards that goal, then um, there's very little things that could stop you. I know it's, I know it's easy to say that, but just doing, just doing what you have to do every day, it really adds up and can really go a long way. Yeah. I mean, so, so much there for sure. I think the mental health aspect has been highlighted. The mental health aspect of fitness has been highlighted a lot in the past three years during the COVID times and post COVID and, and whatnot and, and everything related to that. And I think it's been something that those of us in the, in the industry kind of have known about for a while because 
we see people come into the gym and they want to lose weight. They want to, you know, whatever these kind of like, I don't want to say surface level in a negative way, but like surface level goals. And those are fine. And like, they should be uh, celebrated and, and chased and all that stuff. But then the real powerful stuff is always like, oh, I feel so much better. I feel so much better about myself. My family feels so much, you know, all these things happen. They're like, oh, these are the real goals. It's not just like the, oh, I want to like look a little bit better, lose a few pounds, all that stuff. Um, so it's super important to, to continue to highlight that and go ahead, go ahead. I did want to, to just throw out a little disclaimer too, because, uh, I know, uh, like all your, your listeners, um, like you preach on all your podcasts, like nutrition, consistency, like all the proper training. Um, like I just want to let you guys know, or all the listeners, I don't recommend anyone to do a thousand pull-ups a day. <laughs> Like it's not the proper training. It's not like the proper way to go about like your, your workout lifestyle. But, um, I am trying to train for like the 24 hour Guinness pull up record. So, uh, that does take a lot of volume and just like putting your, your body through a lot of pull ups. So yeah, I just wanted to throw out that little disclaimer. Like most people, like a hundred, like 99% of the people they should not be doing like, trying a thousand pull-ups a day <laughs> yes absolutely and a good disclaimer because you know on the internet things get taken out of context and get taken too far and you never know who's like oh i should be doing a thousand pull-ups a day like that is very very difficult to do i don't <laughs> think that i could do that i i if i tried my hardest i might be able to do it in one day but not for two days in a row that's for sure <laughs> let alone an entire year but but i think the the training distinction here is that that is not really a good way to train at all, but it's an expression of training, an expression of fitness. The same way that someone just randomly doing the splits or doing like a one rep max bench press, like that's not really good training, but it's an expression of your strength and of your fitness, which is a different, it's not good or bad. It's just a different thing than than the actual training. This brings us to to a good point though and something that I wanted to get, to get into and there's so many rabbit holes to go down in this conversation, but how did you start preparing for it? Because like I was just saying, like I, if I tried my hardest, I might be able to do a thousand pull-ups in a single day, but I couldn't keep doing that. And you just did that every single day. So like, how were you not destroyed at the beginning? How did you get yourself prepped for this? So very good question. So around, so I'll go back to like around October of 2022. I was not training. I, I didn't even know like I didn't even have an idea of a world record in mind. So I wasn't even training for it. But what I did do, I was working out twice a day. And every time I did go to the gym, what I would do is I would just set a specific goal for myself. I'm like, okay, I'm going to do today. I'm going to do arms. So what I'm going to try to do is just do bicep curls for with a five pound, 10 pound weight for like 20 minutes, just set a time and just try to do as many curls as I can. So I just pick a time and a muscle group and just try to try to work out that muscle group as like hard as I can for 20 minutes. And I would just, I would, every day I would go into the gym with a goal and a time of like a specific muscle group. And, um, yeah, over time it just kept, I kept getting stronger. I kept losing weight. I kept getting more fit. And then around November, December, one uh I don't know around Thanksgiving I walked into the gym and I was like you know what I'm not having the best day I want to see what I could do on the pull-up bar I hate pull-ups but uh let's see how many I could do and um 
I actually did 500 pull-ups that day. I was exhausted. And uh, from there, I just got this idea. I'm like, wow, I was really proud of myself. I did 500 pull-ups. Like, I wonder what the records are for pull-ups. It kind of just like popped in my head. I just started doing all my research and I'm like, wow, like there's no pull-up records past 24 hours. Like that's very weird to me. There is a push-up record for most push-ups in a year. And like my brain couldn't wrap my head around why there's a push-up record for your, for a year and not pull-ups. So like I did all my research. I couldn't find anything. I'm like, that's very weird. So I just reached out to Guinness and uh, kind of told them my idea. Like I want to set three long-term records. And uh, yeah, then, then I had to figure out, okay, how, how do I set a world record? And then that, that process was uh, pretty difficult, but I learned a lot through it also. Yeah, I want I want to ask you about that process, but one thing I just want to highlight that you'd mentioned there, and and another thing that we should mention, uh, Jordan, that you're not a trainer by by profession. Like this is not your your job. No, so no. so all these things is just something you're doing kind of on the side type of thing. But just to you know bring something into it, and, and something really interesting that I always find is that the style of training that you said you were doing, where you just kind of picked a weight and like, okay, I got 20 minutes. How many reps can I get in? As, as simplistic as that sounds, that would be something that we'd call density training, which is just how much work can I get in uh, a fixed amount of time? And then week over week, you try and beat that amount yeah. of work. So if I got uh, whatever, 500 bicep curls in 20 minutes, then next week I want to get 550 or whatever mm-hmm. it is. Yeah, um, and so, so it's a totally legit like training method. And it's very <laughs> interesting that like you kind of came up with that just by feeling and just on your own, um, yeah. another form of kind of progressive overload and whatnot. But, but let's kind of, let's, let's dig into the, to the nitty gritty of how to actually set a world record. So you reach out to Guinness and Guinness says what, and then how do we then go about like actually setting a world record? Actually, who, who does hold the, the 24 hour world record? I know that David Goggins was in there at one point and Cameron Haynes, but I don't know where it stands right now. Yeah, so right now it's the current 24 hour Guinness record is 8,008. And, uh, it was set by, I think someone in Australia named Jackson Italiano. And, uh, he set that record in November of 2022. Mm-hmm. Um, but David Goggins broke the 24 hour record in 2009 with 4,100 and, and yeah, since 2009, it's been broken like six or seven times. So, um, so it's double what he hit in 2009. Exactly. That is crazy. <laughs> so yeah, people keep, uh, just like pushing the limits on like what could be set for, for the 24 hour record. Um, so I, yeah, I, I emailed Guinness. I'm like, what is the process of setting a new world record? So. Since I'm trying to set a new world record that is not currently in their book, um, that is where it kind of uh, took a turn because if you want to break a, like say if I wanted to break the 24-hour record, I could go ahead and apply to break that record for free since it's already in that book, but you need like certain coaches, certain people on site to like try to verify it. So like... With all the expenses, it probably comes out to maybe $2,000 or so. Um, so pretty reasonable. 
But since I'm trying to, I reached out to them about a new world record. They told me that in order to set a new world record and have the Guinness, um, the Guinness name behind it, it would have to, it would have to be $18,000 to set one. I'm like, dang, like that sucks. Like I felt at that point that Guinness had all the power to kind of just shut down like a dream of mine. And I'm like, that sucks. Like Guinness is the only company that I thought at that point that um, holds world records. And I'm like, they just have all the power to kind of shut down someone's dreams. That's really important. Uh, unfortunate. And then we kind of just ended the conversation that we, they mentioned like they love my idea, but they just think it's best that I might work with someone else. And I'm like, okay. Like, who, who, who do I work with? <laughs> so then from there, I just started doing research and I realized, okay, uh, World Record World Record Academy is Guinness's largest competitor. And they actually have the largest database for, for world records in, in general. So like, you know what? I'm just going to send them a cold email, see what happens and uh, see where it could go. And they actually got back to me within the next couple of days. And they're like, we love your idea. Um, let's go see. Let's, let's see where it goes. And uh, they gave me a good opportunity and they gave me all the guidelines and told me I need to pretty much just live stream every workout, make sure every repetition is recorded with multiple camera angles, uh, time stamped and documented to like the exact minute. So I'm pretty good at accounting, so like recording all my reps out really wasn't an issue for me. So I felt like I could do it. So I kind of just took them up on the offer, see how it goes, and um, and uh, that's kind of where my journey began. But uh, yeah, it was just really unfortunate that Guinness kind of had all the power to like turn down the opportunity because money was an issue and it really just motivated me to kind of just keep pursuing a dream of mine even though they weren't involved and um, that's kind of where the world record itself kind of started right interesting i mean it, it seems strange to me that if there's already a guinness record for uh, pull-ups in 24 hours and then there's a push-up record for like one month one year whatever it shouldn't be that much of a stretch to think that like well why wouldn't they just also have a, a pull-up record and like a squat record and whatever mm-hmm. all the different exercises like it seems normal and kind of part of their repertoire of things that they have um but you know for eighteen thousand dollars like i don't i don't know what that gets you uh, other aside from or in addition to uh going to another organization to get mm-hmm. it. Like you're still doing the work. It's still going to be a world record. No one else has done it. So like, why not? It's kind of a silly thing on them and like, you know, too bad for them, but <laughs> at least you're, at least you're still, at least you're still getting it. And, yeah. um, and, and that's that. I, I mean, it seems to me like it's something that would be so hard to be broken because of the consistency that's involved in it. Like, I'm not that surprised that people keep beating the 24 hour record because Mm -hmm. if you train for it, you just, it's one day, but like to do a thousand pull-ups a day, every day for a year is like 
ridiculous. Like you have a rec- <laughs> you, have a, <laughs> yeah. you have a regular life to live and other stuff. It's not just like you're just doing pull-ups all day and, and whatnot. Uh, so, so I, I don't, I don't know that there'll be that many people who are going to actually pursue that. It would be cool to see it uh, yeah, at, at it some would. point, but it also takes an entire year for that to, for that to come, to come through. So exactly. when you, when you started out, when you had the, the, the okay or the go ahead that you could pursue this, um, since there's no current record, how did you go about determining how many pull-ups you should aim for to set like a solid world record because i guess if no one has a world record if i just do like a hundred and say like oh this is maybe not a hundred but if i do like a little more than that and then i say this is the every obviously anyone could beat that right but you have to set a world record that's like oh shit that's actually very impressive so how did you go about figuring out how much to do so i to be honest uh for the month of january right when i started my goal was to do a thousand a day. And then once I did that for 30 days, then I'll see, okay, like maybe I should turn it down a little bit, take some few rest days and then like ramp it back up. But then I completed the 30 days. And then that fourth week, I'm like, okay, like I feel like my body's kind of getting used to it now, like getting used to the reps. I wonder what would happen if I just kept going. And um, I, in February, I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to keep going for another month and see how it is. And I was still able to do a thousand a day. And um, yeah, after that, I'm like, you know what? I'm said I'm doing this once in my life. Like, there's no way I'm going to try to break my <laughs> my year record again. If I could put up this amount of volume, I'm just going to try to keep it up. And uh, I felt like at that time, I, I've, I've already gone through all the major like injuries and aches and pains. And uh, my body started like recovering like it was supposed to. I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to give it my best shot. I don't want to have any regrets on this. And uh that's kind of where a thousand a day started. Like I, to be honest, right when it, my goal, when I started this program, I did not think I'd be able to do a thousand a day. I didn't even think it was like <laughs> comprehensible. I couldn't comprehend it in my <laughs> yeah. mind. I thought a thousand a day for 30 days. Okay. Like maybe that that's like doable. I think I thought like in my head, I could like push myself to the limits for, for 30 days. And, uh, but after that, I'm like, I still have more in me. I could keep going. Like, I don't want to have any regrets. Like, I think I just pictured if at the end of a year, if I could say I did a thousand a day for a year, like I would just be so proud of myself. And, uh, and yeah, I'm two thirds of the way there now. Yeah. So I'm like, shoot, I'm so just what was So what it. was that first, that first week like? Cause I would imagine that the first day you're probably like pretty jacked up, super excited. Like you got through it. It was hard, but you did it. And then the second day you must've woke up and felt like you got hit like a truck. Like what, what happened that second day? Oh my God. So the second day it was, it's still probably one of the hardest workouts I've been through. <laughs> and that was probably one of the days where I'm like, what am I doing? Like, what did I just sign up for? So, uh, yeah, like you said, first day was ramped up, got through the workout, super excited. Second day, uh, I actually slept on my shoulder wrong and, uh, 
I woke up and I couldn't like lift my shoulder up. Like I could barely like move it to the bar. And I was just, my mind was in a panic the whole time for like day two. I'm like, I just announced to the world that I'm going to try to do as many pull-ups as I can. And then on day two, I'm just going to say, uh, I quit. Like I, or like I need a rest day. Like right. at that point, I'm like, you need to figure it out. You just need to get through this workout and then just try to recover the best you can. I ended up getting through the workout. I'm like, I don't know how I just did that. I don't know like what got over me, but we got it done. And, um, I actually learned a lot. Like I, I've gone through so many walls. I broke through so many walls during this journey and like mental hurdles that, um, now this, now this fitness journey, it switched from a physical toll to now it's just all mental. Like mm-hmm. I know I could get through the workouts, um, but some days I just have to really like mentally grind it out. And what's your strategy for doing that? Is there a sort of a, a meditation or, or a mantra or something that you kind of go back to, to kind of push yourself through those hard days? And, and by hard days, I mean, not injury days, but just days where you wake up. I'm sure there's days where you wake up like all of us and you're just like, ah, I just don't, don't go at it today. I'm not, not feeling it today, but you do what you're supposed to do because it's what you said you were going to do. So how do you actually get through that? I feel like you have a, I have a multiple ways of just getting through it. One that works the best for me is just remembering where I was like a year ago and what I felt. And, uh, like no matter like what type of physical pain <clears throat> that I put my body through, I always know like what I was going through like a year ago through like my depression. Like I, try to remember where I was. I try to remember how I felt and, uh, just realized how far I've come. And, um, then I look at my pull-up counter and I'm like, okay, I only, I only need like 600 more. Let's just move. Let's just keep moving and just keep grinding it out. And then I just know that I just have to move as long as I keep moving and I, just keep a steady pace eventually over time, like the storm will end and I'll get to my goal. Right. I would imagine this is like, this thought is going to sound ridiculous for me coming out of my mouth, but I would imagine now that doing a thousand pull-ups a day doesn't seem that hard to you because you've been doing it for so long. Like it, again, that sounds preposterous to even say that like a thousand pull-ups a day is not hard, but like it must seem just kind of normal, familiar to you at this point. So is there something inside of your head that's saying like, I can do this. I've done this before. I've done this, you know, however many days it's been in the year. And all I've got to do is just do that again. Just one more day, just one more day. Like, cause you've done it before, you know, you can do it again. Exactly. So that's kind of where I, I mentioned like my mentality has kind of switched from like earlier in the year. I'd be like, okay, you need to figure out a way to grind through the pain and mentally get through it. But now it kind of switched over to where I'm at now. I'm like, okay, now I've built the confidence or I know like I could get through this workout. I've been through so many more tougher workouts in the past. All I got to do is just do it one more time. Um, and that's, I've now I've built the confidence where, okay, like I know I could get through, through this workout today. Right. And, and that's something that must 
translate through the rest of your life as well. Like, you know that you can get through the hard pull-up workouts and that's probably more difficult than most other day-to-day things in your job or just in regular life. And so does some part of you pull from that experience and be like, okay, this non-exercise thing is difficult, but like I can do hard things so I can do this too. Yeah, exactly. For anyone who like goes to the gym consistently or even just goes, pushes themselves physically, um, I think it's a direct correlation to it role. I think it's direct correlation to like your confidence level, your, your, your daily lifestyle and like, like anything you're doing. Um, if you push yourself physically and you know, you could get through that workout or you push yourself to reach a goal that you've never done before, it rolls directly over into your, your daily lifestyle, like for work or like even just having a conversation. Um, last year, I was so afraid of public speaking. I would never thought I would go on a public podcast, but every day, like I kind of just forced myself to just speak for 30 minutes after my workout or uh, 30 seconds to a minute after my workout and just forcing myself to just be in front of the camera every day is really just develop my confidence to, to speak. And, um, yeah, like this, it really just roll, rolls over into your, your daily life. Last year, like speaking, public speaking was probably one of my biggest fears in the world. And now just forcing myself to speak every day. Um, now I'm more confident in it. Right. It's, it's always amazing to me to hear these things. Cause you know, like I mentioned at the beginning, these are the real, positive results and the things that we're really chasing and trying to impart on, on clients as a trainer is like, Hey, yeah, you're going to, you're going to get a little stronger. Your muscles will get bigger. You'll lose some body fat and all those nice cool things will happen. But like, really, you're going to feel more confident in your job. You're just going to feel better throughout the day. Like everything else is going to get better because of this. And, and I don't even think that that's a, an extreme statement to say that like everything will be better when you, when you really pursued your fitness. Um, you mentioned some injuries. How have you dealt with these injuries? Because I, I imagine that first day, like that wasn't the only one. How so? How have you kind of uh, dealt with these injuries, and what are some of the other injuries that you've that you've dealt with? So I am pretty sure I have like some nerve damage in my hands. Um, <laughs> okay. So like right now, I'm trying to extend my hand fully, and I usually like in the past, like my fingers could go past here, but uh, yeah, my fingers are. I'm pretty sure I got some nerve damage in my fingers. Like the fingertips are very sensitive. Like they don't really have much feeling Mm. uh, just because I'm squeezing the bar so much. Um, So that's one side effect that I've been going through. But also like a big issue is I I deal with tendonitis after like really tough workouts. So if I really push the pace or really try to go fast, um, I'll really feel it in my, my elbows the next day. So that's just been a constant injury that I just kind of have to to go through. But the first month, what really helped me was just ice baths and saunas just because I felt like my body was super inflamed, um, like everywhere. Like I needed, I needed to cool down my body and the sauna just helped like warm it back up again before my workouts. But by far, um, the biggest recovery tool ever is sleep. 
So I have noticed if I get like nine to 12 hours of sleep, I am confident I can knock out my workout like under two hours. If I get like eight to six, then it goes from like two and a half to three hours. And then like four to six, I'm just like, okay, like I know I'm in trouble. Like just figure out a way to get this workout done. So there's so interesting. There's a direct correlation with the amount of sleep that I get um, and how I perform during my workouts on a daily basis. Yeah. See, see, one of the nice things about about hearing that is that for many people, they don't do something that is like, they're not professional athletes, obviously, and they don't do something that is like so extreme, like what you're doing, right? They're, you know, three workouts a week, 45 minutes to an hour at like a seven out of 10 intensity, which is like amazing and what most people should be doing for their life and whatever. Mm-hmm. But you don't notice uh, how important different factors are like your nutrition, like your recovery, like your sleep, like all these things when you're not doing something where you're really pushing yourself to limit. So someone like you is really pushing it. You notice a difference in even the number of hours of sleep. Most people, if they hit six to eight hours of sleep, they'd be like, yeah, I'm like, that's money for me. I'm amazing. Yeah. But, but you even notice a drop off in your performance, a significant drop off in your performance. If you're not hitting uh, nine plus hours, which is, mm-hmm. which is, which makes sense and is something that, you know, we need to pay attention to because just because you're not noticing it, it doesn't mean that it's not happening just on some smaller level. And this is where like little, you know, tweaks and injuries happen and even mental performance just in work and outside of the gym life again mm-hmm. is where, is where all this recovery stuff happens. So like, yeah, you've got to do the saunas, the ice baths. I'm, I'm sure there's some supplementation and stuff that you're doing and maybe physical therapy of sorts and, and other things but like sleep is number one sleep is number one by by far like last year i i, I used to be like ah, i only need six hours of sleep and i'd be fine just because i wouldn't be like performing like just like as hard as i could and i could just go about my day six hours of sleep just going through the motions but yeah now that i'm performing i'm like okay, I, I need at least eight hours of sleep to like make sure like I'm good for my, my workout tomorrow. And if I don't, then I'm obviously going to just struggle through it. And um, yeah, that's actually got this watch with a whoop strap. Mm-hmm. Um, I got it like a few months ago just so I could start tracking my sleep. And ever since I started tracking my sleep, there's just been a huge um, increase in my, my performance. What what did you notice about your sleep from wearing the the whoop and I wear the the aura ring which for tracking sleep purposes you know more or less uh, the same the same idea but what have you noticed in the past couple of months and what have you changed? One is um, one I could I'm more efficient with my workouts I get it done faster and two I feel like I'm actually progressing too because I feel like there were a few months where I was just like not recovering fully. And not giving my body enough time to like actually get better during my workouts. So I felt like there was a good two months where I was just stand, like staying still, not improving at all. And my times during my workout were pretty much the same or not getting better. I'm like, okay, I need to, I need to do something. I need to change something up. I need to like eat a little better or, um, figure out like, yeah, just track my, what's going on in my body. And I realized like every day it was like, okay, you are only 50% recovered because you got like six hours of sleep. I'm like, 
okay, that kind of makes sense. So I just started sleeping, taking naps when I could. Naps are huge. If Yeah, if I only get like six hours, I'm like, okay, I could take a two-hour nap maybe before my workout and then be ready to go. So um, with the sleep, now I'm improving. Like my reps are getting higher. My form's a lot better too because I'm not like trying to – yeah, my elbows could affect my form. So. Right. Uh, is there anything then that you've changed as far as your like sleep routine uh, changing uh, maybe when you have coffee or like just, just your whole bedtime routine that you kind of notice certain things that you didn't think had an impact do have an impact on you from, from using the Whoop band? Yeah. So yeah, actually I usually don't have coffee or caffeine until right before my workouts. So that really helps. I usually... I used to take caffeine in the morning, but now I just like take lemon water and uh, I feel like that lemon water and salt, that just gives me enough fuel to get through the day. Um, So that's what I've been doing. And then also I always try to fit in a nap if I don't get um, eight hours. So I always just try to catch up with with a nap that really helps me. Since since we're on the topic of a, a little bit of nutrition stuff, you said like the lemon water and maybe limiting caffeine. Have you changed your nutrition much, or how are you eating to to fuel this performance? Because your goal is performance right now. You're not trying to lose weight or like just you know whatever. And I'm sure that you have some fun foods and stuff here and there. But like, how are you organizing your nutrition and the way that you eat to to pursue this goal? Yeah. So uh, when I first started, I'm like my mentality was like. I'm doing a thousand pull-ups a day. I could eat whatever I want. <laughs> <laughs> so I actually started gaining, I gained 10 pounds in the, like 10, 15 pounds in the first month that I started doing the pull-ups. I'm like, okay, so I need to change up my diet. So anyone out there, um, you can never outwork a bad diet. So <laughs> no matter how hard you work, you can't work outwork a bad diet. So um, I had to change up my eating plans. And uh, now I just, just eat two meals a day. I try to eat two and a, two hours before my workout. And then I'll just eat dinner right after. So that use, that's usually enough fuel. But I, I have to have a lot of protein and uh, a lot of carbs as well. But yeah, pretty much during my two meals, I just have protein, veggies, and carbs, just a little mix of whatever I have. Right. So nothing nothing too like crazy or fancy, just like normal food, protein, high, higher protein, higher carbs, and, and fats, and just kind of a moderate amount. Because like you're doing the 1,000 pull-ups a day, but you're probably not doing a ton of other exercise just because you're trying to recover. You're not trying to just exert yourself as much as possible or more than necessary, right? Yeah. So I've actually realized... So I, I've been doing 1100 pull-ups a day for, I think, or since I've got this wristwatch, it's been like about three months and I've just been doing 1100 for three months and the calories I burn could range from 300 calories burned to 1500 calories burned. (laughs) So (laughs) I'm doing the same amount of reps. But depending on the pace that I go or um, the reps that I do, um, it could really differentiate like 
how much I burned during the, the workout. So yeah. I didn't know that. Um, in January, I'm like, okay, like 11,000 pull-ups a day. I probably burn a thousand calories during my workouts. But if for some lighter days, if I'm not going as fast, I might only burn like 300 calories. So it really, I really could differentiate my output, um, based on how fast and the type of reps that I do. Yeah. Uh, an, another little secret for you is that, and most people don't know this, unfortunately, is that these activity trackers, the the ring is not really an activity tracker, but the, the whoop band, the Apple watch, the Fitbits, you know, all of them, uh, unfortunately they've, they're, some of them are up to 90% inaccurate in their calories burned metric, which is a oh. fucking huge number. 90% yeah. is a giant amount. Um, so using the calories burned metric as like a, a thing for weight loss, I had this conversation with someone literally yesterday is like, Oh, how many calories am I burning to, uh, per day? Because my watch says such and such. It's like, it's kind of a useless thing to pay attention to because you know that like your overall activity is the most important thing. Now in your situation, Jordan, it would be different. Cause like, again, you're chasing performance. You're not chasing, you know, just regular fat loss. as like a regular quote unquote person. Um, but using that, like that calories burned me- measurement is, doesn't really tell you a whole lot. It's like use the amount of exercise that you're doing is a way better metric. And just like, is the scale going down? If that's your goal, if yes, then you're doing good. If not, then you think something's got to change. Um, but it's super interesting to, to, to hear like how much it's, you know, the, the, just the value of the data that you're getting. I know you're, you're a numbers guy, you're a data guy. Yeah. So, so obviously it's nice to kind of put numbers and, and see where you can, where you can make these little tweaks and improvements, but the other side of it, and, and this is so foreign in today's landscape of social media is like, you're doing things that are very simple and very intuitive and they're working your diet is like, yeah, I'm eating like quite a bit of protein. Cause I'm like, I'm using a lot of muscles and like carbs and sure. fats and it's just like kind of normal food. And it's not like you're here listing me, you know, this 17 ingredient cocktail of like, you know, super foods and like, and all this specifically timed all these things. And it's like, Oh, this is like an impossible diet for a person to follow. It's like, no, I'm just eating regular food. I noticed I was eating a little too much cause I was gaining weight. So I yeah. scaled that back and dialed it in a little bit. And like, that's it. Then I just rip yeah. all my pull-ups every day. Yeah. And it's like, exactly. that's so crazy to, it's like that being a, a strategy is so foreign because you were used to like all this uh, flashy stuff in social media now. And just to say the basics work, it's like, yeah, of course they work. They've always yeah. worked. They will always continue to work. Just do them and stop chasing the flashy stuff. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. If, if, if you eat right and you, consistently work out and you have enough sleep like you will see results <laughs> yeah. one of the one of the, my favorite quotes from the podcast from my, my good friend Matthew Busson was nutrition science is really hard eating healthy is really simple and that's just it's so true we can argue for days about the the science and this and that and the other thing but like everyone knows which plate of food is healthy and just choose that one more often than not and you're going to be <laughs> you're going to be pretty good yeah for the most part. <laughs> It's so true. You've you've continued to refer to your workouts, which is a really interesting way to refer it to it to me because when I hear you say I'm doing 1100 pull-ups a day, I'm just thinking that you've broken it up like on a per hour basis and you're just kind of like banging out a few all day. But it sounds like you're just doing 1100 pull-ups in 2 hours, which is even more insane. So like how are like why how are you breaking up your workouts? How do you do how do you even accomplish that many pull-ups in that short a time? That's more than a it's more than a pull-up per minute. Yeah, so 
<laughs> I try to, I do do uh, lunch workouts here and there, um, but not every day. So if I have enough time during uh, work or if I have a lighter work day, um, which is probably like two or three times a week, maybe, um, I'll definitely try to get in like 500 pull-ups in an hour to make my, my night a little bit easier. But uh, I try to average 10 pull-ups a minute on the minute. Um, I can't always do that depending on like how much sleep I get. But if I get enough sleep, I try to average, yeah, 10 pull-ups every minute on the minute. So if I could do that, then I could like easily knock out like 550 to 600 pull-ups in, in an hour. So, so you'll do 10 pull-ups. How long will it take you to do 10 pull-ups? Um, so I will, what I do is for like a, a speed workout, I will do five pull-ups and then I will rest for f- seven seconds and then I will do another five pull-ups. So that usually, I'll usually get 10 in around 60 seconds and just keep doing that over and over. <laughs> so, so he'll do five, rest seven seconds and then do another five and then rest the rest of the minute. No, and then just rest seven seconds again and then hop on the bar. So yeah, every time I rest is like from seven to 10 seconds. And then you'll just do that straight for two hours. Yeah. That's insane. (laughs) So it's it's it's, mostly cardio. So like I've gone through the workout. So now it's just like, okay, I'm on, I'm on a row machine for like two hours. That's kind of what I look at it like. Right. Yeah. That's. That's wild. I would have thought that you would break. See, like in my head, I would break this up into like, all right, I'm going to do sets of 10. And then maybe you'd, you know, as you get better, you'd push them up to sets of like 20 or 30 or however many you can get in a row. And then just do that. Like, okay, well, if I can do 25 in a row, then I've got to do this many sets per day. And then every hour I can do like, you know, whatever, two or three sets or whatever it is. Like, that's how I would have thought about it. But your, because, because your approach seems like so much more impressive. <laughs> like I would never even, I would never even attempt that as like a, as a thought process. Like, well, I'm just going to do pull-ups basically with no rest. You're resting every minute you're resting 10 to 20 seconds, which is yeah. more work than rest. So you're basically just doing pull-ups for two hours. But I guess because you've done so many pull-ups, like doing a single pull-up is just so easy for you that it does become very similar to like a row machine or just cardio you're just moving your body weight through the air instead of running or through whatever right yeah and i I always keep in mind that like one of my long-term goals is to try to attempt the 24-hour guinness record so i am just trying to prepare myself for some of the longer workouts that i might do next year once i'm done with my third world record for most pull-ups in a year because once i do that then i'm going to probably start training properly with rest days eating right and just having like longer workouts where I'll do like six hours straight. So I'm just trying to prepare myself for my, my next goal. Right. Right. Now, are you doing any other training outside of this? Like, are you going to the gym and doing squats or are you doing cardio? Like, are you doing other stuff or I would assume no. And and that's not like, that would probably be the right answer, but are you doing other stuff as well? I mostly no, but I do have a stationary bike. I'll probably hop on that just to keep my legs somewhat in shape, um, probably like once or twice a week, but nothing big. 
Um, yeah, I pretty much just do pull-ups and the stationary bike here and there. Yeah. makes sense. I mean, that, that makes a ton of sense to me. It probably helps with recovery a little bit and just like getting yeah. that additional blood flow flush out a little bit similar to like how sauna would, mm-hmm. would affect you in those kind of things. Yeah, but, exactly. Um, exactly. Like the, the bike is just like, okay, if I'm super sore today, I'll hop on the bike to get my legs flowing and try to try to just get the lactic acid out. Right. Right. Now, one thing that I think has been kind of, we haven't really touched on it, but it's been in, in this conversation the whole time is like, and we can't even say this enough times, like you've done this every single day, people out there listening, they struggle to get to the gym three times a week for a month or even for two weeks in a row. And like even twice a week, like people really struggle with consistency and you've been more or less like perfectly consistent for the entirety of this year so far doing something that is, you know, way more ambitious and way more extreme than most people do. So what advice do you have for people to become more consistent with their workouts? And then obviously that spills into the rest of their life, but what advice do you have for people to get more consistent with their workouts? Yes. I feel like consistency and being disciplined is probably the two most important factors on helping you achieve a perspective goal of yours. Um, so one thing is you ha- you have to have a goal in mind or like even a short-term goal like, okay, I today, like after work, I want to make sure that I go straight to the gym rather than turning on the TV and like watching the game or what or whatever. So you just... You just have to make a constant reminder of yourself. Like, look, I have a goal in mind. I know it's going to, I know I'm going to have some hurdles that are going to come in the way, but you have to understand the hurdles and like realize the hurdles beforehand. So you can kind of just ignore those like hard thoughts that come through your head and uh, just get it done at the end of the day. It's like, it's really like, it's it's hard i'm mean, consistency and discipline is is hard like <laughs> i'm not going to beat around the bush like those two things are really hard to grasp and some days you just got to get up and and just push through those those tough thoughts that come in your head and block it out and just know that look i have a goal in mind i want to get there and this is what i'm going to have to do to kind of reach my goals yeah i mean what you're saying is very true and I wholeheartedly agree with it. And the the authenticity coming through your voice is very loud, which is awesome. <laughs> um, because the at the end of the day, like we can talk about tips and tricks and hacks and, you know, put your shoes by the door and have an accountability buddy and, you know, all of the things that like people have if you've listened to the podcast, like you've heard these things before. It's not, not news to you. Shouldn't be news anyways. But at the end of the day, like you just have to do it. You have to make that promise to yourself and you have to keep it and you can have all the stuff, all the other stuff, have a plan, have a whatever. But one very important thing is that you mentioned is the awareness. Be aware of what might get in the way and Mm -hmm. try to eliminate those things to the best of your ability. You won't always be able to, but to the best of your ability, eliminate those hurdles and the roadblocks. And then after that, it's just, you have to do the things that you said you were going to do. And you might not be perfect and that's okay because you're not trying to set a world record. But (laughs) if, if you are, you, you don't, you know, you have less excuses or less, you know, less leeway there. Uh, but for the rest of us, like you have to just do the things that you said you're going to do and it's going to be hard and that's okay. And I think that we really need to be 
okay with doing hard things. And, and that's the thing that gets us through. Everyone struggles. It's all right. You struggle too, and you're going to be all right. You, you, you get through it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you hit it perfectly. Like that's pretty much my my motto. Like I know I'm going to hit roadblocks. I know there's going to be different hurdles that come in my way throughout the day, but I kind of just got to take them, go with the punches, and uh, know that I'm going to get through whatever comes at me. And uh, I just try to win the day. Just try to. My motto has been just try to go one and zero on the day. And, uh, and over time, those wins will just add up. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> is there anything that you, or that has surprised you as far as difficulties with these, obviously you knew this would be hard. Is there anything that's been like, wow, I didn't realize that this would be so hard about pursuing this, this challenge? Um, one is... Yeah, I think one of the most difficult things is uh, a lot of people on social media think that like, okay, this guy's this guy's a fake. Like, there's no way like he could do a thousand pull ups a day. Like, there's no way he's done two hundred sixty five pull ups like in the year. Um, so I I really didn't kind of expect all the negative feedback mm-hmm. um, on social media that that I get that I get. So it's kind of like a spectrum, like a lot of people uh, think like what I'm doing is is awesome, but then there's also a lot of people that like, okay, this guy is an idiot, like why the hell is he doing a thousand pull-ups a day? So um, yeah, that was one thing I just didn't even really consider because I was mostly just trying to just be consistent, just focus on the day, just try to do my, my workouts and uh, just try to preach positivity and consistency to the world. But I feel like that's also kind of helped me because like I'm a competitive guy and I'm like, you know, what? like F you, like, you know, I'm just going to keep on going. Like, I, I don't really care what you say. I'll, I'll take the, the negative negativity and uh, just use it during my workouts and try, just try to make me a little bit better. But yeah, that, that was that was kind of uh, something that I just didn't really expect. Because um, yeah, every time I post on YouTube or TikTok, I'll just I'll just get a whole bunch of <laughs> negative negative comments. But like now, it's just like okay, whatever. Yeah, that's that's so strange, and especially that you're doing this in part to like promote mental health awareness and, and these things <laughs> that people are just like shitting on you for what reason I have no idea. Like, I think it's a, it's not a, it's not a crazy question to ask like, well, why would you do this? Because it seems like a crazy thing to do, but to say that like, well, it's all verified. It's all whatever. Like, of course you're doing it. Uh, and so, you know, people do way dumber stuff that we, <laughs> we don't <laughs> question. So if a guy wants to do a thousand pull-ups a day for an entire year, I mean, by all, I don't want to do it, but by all means, like go for it. I would yeah. never knock someone for, for doing it. Uh, so that, that's very strange and very, very unfortunate. But I think that there's also something to be said about that. Like, you know, haters are my motivators kind of thing. Like it's not, it's not totally untrue. You want to prove these anonymous people wrong. And some days I'm sure you need to like pull that, you know, that motivation a little bit. I, I don't know if you, there was a podcast that, um, David Goggins did and, you know, he's a little bit of a, of a psycho in a good way, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, he was, he was saying that he, he voice notes 
negative comments that he gets online like he'll read them out and voice note it and then just play that as his like his music while he's running to motivate him which is so crazy but uh that's that's what you say and that kind of kind of reminded me of uh so yeah i mean it's unfortunate it just comes with the the territory of doing anything in public and doing anything online unfortunately mm-hmm. but it's just another one of these things where it's like hey this is this is just part of it you you, you think it happens to other people and whatnot and like why would people even be negative towards you. There's no reason to, um, but I'm happy that you're kind of like just rolling with it and then using it somewhat positively rather than letting it, letting it crush you down because it, it yeah. definitely, it definitely can be a difficult thing to navigate. And I think that anyone who doesn't post things publicly or somewhat professionally on, on social media, like they don't, they don't quite understand that. And, mm-hmm. um, and, and, you know, they wouldn't because they don't do that. Uh, it's just like these anonymous people just commenting on stuff is, uh, it, it can hurt. It can hurt for sure. Yeah. Yeah, there's there's some people out there that like literally make profiles just to just try to like be yeah. negative on social media. I'm like, dude, like, come on, like, do you have anything else better to do? <laughs> <laughs> In this world of like endless entertainment, there's no way that the best thing you had to do was to create a secondary like anonymous TikTok account just to go and say negative stuff to people who you don't know anything about. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's so it's so it's so crazy, but I mean, hey, this is this is the world that we that we live in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jordan, is there anything else that you uh, that you wanted to share with anyone today, or any other lessons that you've learned along your journey, or things that you wanted just to to discuss before we close off here? Yeah. So I think. Uh, one of the biggest things I just want to share with the world is like, look, if you guys are going through a low or some sort of depression in your life, look, just try to get up, go for a walk or do something active, get a sweat in. I really feel like if you do some sort of physical activity, um, it will help with your 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 mental lifestyle or whatever you're going through and just put you in a better place mentally. Um that's what I did. It really helped me. And, uh, I can't, I can't put enough emphasis that fitness and working out and just being active can, uh, be huge for your mental health. So that's the main reason why I am doing this project, um, to show the world that working out could really help you out in all facets of life. (laughs) Beautiful, beautiful message, man. Where can people, um, follow along and you know support you and get more information and maybe talk shit to some of the haters on your behalf (laughs) so uh you could uh i actually live stream uh my workouts every single day on youtube um at set the bar project one word so if you uh if you go ahead and type that in on youtube you could see my full workouts and uh i also post like daily short videos there um, and also it's the same handle for TikTok and, uh, Instagram. So set the bar project. Nice. Um, and also, uh, I am, I do have a GoFundMe in my, in my bio for, um, a nonprofit organization called NAMI. It's a national alliance of mental illness. It's one of the biggest uh, nonprofit organizations in the U S centered around uh, mental illness and, um, all my donations for my project are actually going to that organization. And um, yeah, I really like this organization. Uh, one, because 
they all the donations are currently helping people that are in need like at the moment right now so that was something that really uh touched my heart because when i was going through what i was going through like i needed help like at that time and uh i didn't really feel comfortable speaking to like some friends or family or whoever so that really helped me out and that that's one of the reason why i uh wanted to start a donation campaign for them Amazing, man. I'm going to, I'm going to put the links to all those things in the, in the show notes. So set the bar project on all the platforms and then the, uh, the, the NAMI GoFundMe as well. Um, I'll put those in the show notes so people can, can click on the links, uh, directly through there. Um, this has been amazing, man. I'm, I'm so amazed at at what you're doing. Uh, I wish you the best of luck with this going forward, uh, you know, healthy and and, and strong all the way through the rest of the year. I'm excited to see it when it's done and then, uh, excited to follow along when you eventually break the, the 24 hour record. But one, one step at a time. <laughs> Thank you, man. Daniel, it's been awesome. I've had a pleasure speaking, speaking with you. And uh, yeah, once I'm done with my, I think world record three, I kind of, I saw that you posted on your Instagram for like training uh, or coach coaching training. I uh, would love to uh, take, take you up on uh, one of your sessions sometime. So uh, awesome, man. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I'd, I'd be happy to, I mean, you, you might be able to train me in doing pull-ups, but, <laughs> but yeah, we'll, we'll work something out when, when the time comes for sure, man. Uh, appreciate you so much, Jordan. Is there any last message you want to leave the people with here before we close? Let's get after it today and let's grind. Let's win the day. Let's <laughs> go. Let's go. <laughs> Set the bar project, everybody. Jordan Vega, thank you so much for joining me. Thank each of you for being here and listening to the episode. Uh, give this an episode a share with uh, everyone who you know who would who would benefit from this and spread the word of mental health and, and of fitness and just help support Jordan and the, um, and the NAMI Foundation as well. Um, yeah, share the podcast. Follow us on Instagram, all the places. And uh, that's it. Go outside. Be a good person. We'll see you soon.